With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Hey guys, Nick Burnett here. Just wanted to kind of give some information on why I joined the Patreon, why I'm part of the Dynasty Warzone uh, team. Downloaded the Dynasty Warzone podcast. It took one day to join the Patreon. Reached out to Memphis about a situation with one of my rosters. And the kind of feedback I got was, hey Nick, why don't you give me a call? Uh, we went down my roster and he helped me pull off a couple moves that put me ahead when I thought I was going to be in re- rebuild mode this year and that's just part of what comes with the patreon uh, just tr- uh, trade talks just good interaction with guys that love fantasy football uh, whether it's 10 o'clock at night or three o'clock in the morning there's always going to be fantasy football talk whether it's redraft whether it's dynasty i joined a couple leagues with the patreon members and it's the same thing even in even while we're drafting we're still shooting ideas at each other and if that sounds like something that you want to be a part of pause the podcast now join the patreon and join a join a great fantasy football group but more like a fantasy football family what's happening everybody happy wednesday and welcome to the dynasty war zone deep people's dynasty podcast and this week's topic on the dynasty show is going to be the post q1 dynasty buys sells and holds with me but not just with me you know this other guy he's better known as the man of the hour and the man with the power he is jerry sinclair jerry what is going on sir another week of just absolute banana stuff going on in football it was a fun week, man. Robert Tanyan, the single greatest NFL player to ever emerge on Monday night. Good God. That was like Larry Donnell a couple of years ago when he just dropped three tizzies and ripped people's hearts out. You know, I, so it was fun. I, I can't remember the guy's name. It was the same game that Kareem Hunt had his breakout a couple of seasons ago, week one, Kansas City against New England. They had a running back. I cannot remember his name for the life of me. He's since out of the league. Uh, he had been with Buffalo, and then he wound up on New England, and he was the new hotness and very quickly became – he went from the new hotness, Jerry, to what we like to call old and busted. But, but Jerry, do you know what else has the new hotness? What has the new hotness? Man, that Debbie show with you and Kane and Shane P. Hallam and Josh when he's not on one of his many – many vacations around the globe he is internationally known and locally accepted he is josh Dysinger, the mystery fourth man who one day will be on the devi war zone but yeah you you guys are getting us you know queued up ready to go 
Um, it seems odd, but it's October. We are lit literally three and a half months away from our uh, rookie coverage getting in full swing. So you're starting to drop names on us that we already need to know. So uh, how are you feeling about the Debbie War Zone? We're in the month of October. You'll probably cut one the end of the month. Let's be honest, you're a procrastinator. Um, but I know you guys also want to wait until the return of the Big Ten, which happens to coincide with the last weekend of the month. I'm going to give you a pass. Uh, what, what, what did you guys cover last time, and what can we look forward to on the next edition of the Devi Warzone? I mean, just a lot of the bigger name guys. Uh, we talked about what it means for the Big Ten coming back. The SEC started playing, and you know if you've played this game at all or you've watched football outside of underneath a giant boulder that the sec is the dominant conference so they have most of the talent so we just talked about those guys and then i just let the dudes just you know do what they do i mean you've talked to them randy you because they just they'll have inside jokes about guys that i've never heard of and i just got to sit here and nod my head and smile write it down and look them up later uh we did get some big news today trey trey lance is declaring for the draft not the best of guys, according to our homie Shane P. Hallam, who wrote a nice article about how he did not believe he was a first-round talent. So give that a read, uh, just to plug plug the homie Shane P. up in here. Um, but yeah, we're just going to keep building. We're just going to see what we see, and then we're just going to talk about it, man. And we're going to say where we've been wrong, who's been shit in the bed, who's looking good, who's coming up. It's fun. It's always fun. Everything that has to do with football is fun, and we're in the middle of it. And it just feels good. It just feels good to have some regularity, some enjoyment in what has been such a weird, weird year. Listen, I agree. And if you're going to listen to the Debbie Warzone, it dropped on, I think it was Monday the 28th, if I remember correctly. It's one that you you don't want to be driving. You don't want to be listening while you're at work or whatever. It's one that you really want to sit down with the with it with a pad and paper and actually take a few notes or you know have the notes app open on your phone it's not one that you can multitask i'm guilty of podcast listening and multitasking at the same time and about half the information you know is retained you know but definitely a good one to have in your queue go back and find the devi war zone it's about an hour and 15 minutes of pure goodness jerry speaking of goodness the fabulous big bet dr kyle and i on our big bets, uh, we, we have been on fire. So we both give uh, one big bet a week. And cumulatively, through four weeks, Dr. Kyle and I are 6-2. and two. What do you know about 6-2, and two, Jerry? Uh, from my history of betting? Nothing. Absolutely. That is a that is a whole new world for me, my friend. Listen, is it, is it really a surprise? How many times have we been talking about betting over the last two years on this show? Is it really? really that big of a surprise that you guys are kicking ass in it well i mean and then when we cover dfs and stuff i i have dubbed myself uh mr min cash if then not to be con- confused with mr min shoe uh, or the mustache i am mr min cash uh it seems to be my gift like this past weekend if you listen to last week's show i had a hell of a lineup and uh austin eckler got hurt and so we did just enough to barely get in the money. I have literally turned, uh, I, I, I'm not the, DFS is not my favorite form of fantasy football to play. I do like it. I like, I like the, the lottery aspect of it. I like the fact that for four or five bucks, I could literally win a million bucks if things fall just the right way. 
And if you get hot, you could, you know, get in four, five figures, or you can min cash every week like me. But I, I do find it fun to play some DFS. Uh, but the gambling thing, man, uh, on my personal bets, including player props this week, I went 7-4 uh, against the spread slash against the number. We're going to break that down tomorrow night on the fabulous Big Bet. You can catch it here on YouTube around 9 p.m. Uh, but if you were subscribed to the YouTube network, you wouldn't miss a thing. You wouldn't miss Mondays with uh, some Dynasty Table Talk with Maddie Big Chest. Uh, that is at Matty Big Chest on Twitter. Um, Jerry, what's Matt's real last name? Pool, right? Pool, yep. Yeah, Matty he, Pool. He, he, he's now got a much more professional picture on YouTube. I like to joke with him. You know, he's got a big chest, and I uh, that's a play on Antonio Brown being Mr. Big Chest. Uh, but I often tell him, big pecs equal big paychecks. And he jumps on Monday with a, a little dynasty talk. Uh, just kind of what he saw over the weekend. It's on YouTube only. It's not a podcast version that you can listen to. So you got to go to the Dynasty War Zone on YouTube to check that out. Then on Tuesday, Maddie and Dr. Kyle, they jump on with the week's injury report. Uh, and, and unfortunately, Jerry, every single week we have to get an update on a big game. Like, you know, uh, excuse me, not a big game, a big name. Like this week he had to give us updates on guys like Austin Eckler, Nick Chubb. I know uh, the Nick Chubb one had to have hurt you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know it didn't hurt you. You've been a a staunch uh, hater of that man's value for at least the last 15 oh, months or so. Hold on. Just the value. No. I'm not I'm not burying you. I... You have not liked the man's value and the emergence of Kareem Hunt. Don't. Don't go backpedaling on me now. I'm not. No, hold on now. I'm not, I'm not going defensive back backpedal on you. I have never disliked Nick Chubb. I At value, you said the right word. I have always liked Kareem Hunt more. And, hey, what do you know? Uh, Kareem Hunt's going to have a lot more value, in the, at least for the next six or so weeks, which is going to be imperative considering that the buys are upon us, uh, injury apocalypse continues. But if you want to know what's going on with these guys from a doctor's perspective – Check out Dr. Kyle and Maddie on, on Tuesday. You got me and Jerry on Tuesday nights recording the Dynasty War Zone. You've got me and Dr. Kyle on Wednesday doing the Fabulous Big Bet and DFS show. Uh, I've jumped on a couple of Saturdays. I'm actually going to do one. Jerry, I bought a whiteboard. I, I want to do a series of stuff at a whiteboard. And I'm going to start doing these. I got to get my son to be my cameraman until I can, you know, get like a, a nice tripod. And everything, but uh, a lot going on the YouTube. So go to the Dynasty War Zone on YouTube, subscribe, notifications on. Gonna do my first follow up of the Dynasty Happy Hour contractor this week. Been a little behind over there, just super busy with my real job. And uh, Jerry, big news tomorrow, we are gonna re spin the wheel of names because we have got to get someone a autographed DK. I, Jerry, I never once in a million years thought it would be this hard to give away a autographed jersey. Can you believe this? Yeah, it's stupid. I mean, what what else could you say? It would be one thing if maybe DK Metcalf was, I don't know, like, like if he was Le'Veon Bell or something. Like, we're trying to give away a Le'Veon Bell jersey, and he just hasn't done anything, so nobody gives a damn. But that's not the case. DK Metcalf has been a monster. And nah, whatever. The, 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 charm. the gonna, wide receiver eight. He's the wide yeah. receiver eight on the season. I'm, I'm, and, and now, Jerry, and let's not pretend. Let's not stand. Let's not sit here and pretend like you wouldn't want to levy on Bell 
autographed jersey. He is a Michigan State Spartan dog. I ha- I have one. I the only th- the only thing I've ever bought from Pristine Auction is a Steelers signed Le'Veon Bell jersey. There you go. So and uh, thank you. Um, we're going to talk about some of our sponsors throughout the body of the show. Uh, but the five-star reviews, that is the biggest way, the freest way to help the show. Um, you just pause whatever podcast player you're listening to right now. Go in. I, kn- I know there's an issue with uh, you know Spotify not having the ability to leave a five-star, but I know you can do it on Stitcher for you Android listeners, and I damn sure know you can do it on Apple for our Apple subscribers. And Jerry, do you remember what we promised a couple of weeks ago that if you did a review... We would review your trade. I do recall. Jerry, we got a trade to talk about. Are you ready to talk about a trade? Yeah, always ready to talk about trade. Now, 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 Jerry, I wish I could tell you that this was a sexy trade with names like a Patrick Mahomes or uh, something like that. Like a, But it's not. It, this is what you call like a bread and butter, nuts and bolts trade. So are you ready? Yep. Okay, this comes from our man Frank. Frank R. Frank, you are a great dude. You follow me on Twitter, and you're always interacting with me, and I super appreciate that. Um, Jerry, he wants to know, um, David Montgomery or the trio of Miles Gaskin, Jeff Wilson, and Zach Moss. Now, I think the, I know the way that you're going to go, but I'm going to let you go first. So do you want just David Montgomery? I know you're a fan. Or do you want the trio of Gaskin, Jeff Wilson, and Zach Moss? I am going to go with David Montgomery because I feel like he's the only one with the secure uh, chance at fantasy points, in truth. I mean, Devin Singletary's been pretty good, so is Zach Moss really going to come in as a rookie who's hurt, come in and just completely supplant him? I don't really see that. I don't think Miles Gaskin is anything special, and I don't think he's going to be there long-term, and I just... I don't know. And it's not sexy, but I, I could understand wanting to not have David Montgomery too. But I just think as far as not only trade value is concerned, but you know, potentially putting them in your lineup and playing them, I think David Montgomery's superior to them too. So I'm gonna go that way. Uh but like you said, I'm sort of I'm sort of a guy that doesn't hate Montgomery like everybody else. So if you are that person and you're going package, I need to hear why. If not, tell me I'm the smartest man in the room. Well, I'm not going with the latter. You are not the smartest man in the room. I am actually going with Miles Gaskin. What if I told you that Miles Gaskin had more touches on the season than David Montgomery? Da- David Montgomery on the season, 62 total touches between receptions and rushes, and Miles Gaskin, 66. If you look at them neck, uh, back-to-back in the rankings, they're both averaging 12 points a game. The difference is that of the touches that Gaskin's getting is that he's averaging up uh, he's got 18 receptions on the year so four and a half a game I will much much prefer the reception work the difference between these two the only reason why Montgomery is even close is because he's got a little bit of touchdown action Gaskin has yet to uh has yet to hit pay dirt on that he seems to be I would have thought it would have been Matt Breda but it appears to be Miles Gaskin. I don't think either one of these guys are going to be the starter on their team this time next year. Uh, got a huge, fair. got a huge running back class coming out this year, and and then I really look at what are we going to do with Devin Singletary and Jeff Wilson. 
Uh, Tevin Coleman can't stay healthy. Raheem Mostert can't stay healthy. Jarek McKinnon not known to be the healthiest cat around. My name is Jeff Wilson is, is going to have some play value here or there. So if I'm getting equal value for Gaskin with David Montgomery on a points-per-game basis, that makes Zach Moss and whatever he's going to turn into in Buffalo a complete free roll. So if if I'm getting the same 12 points per game out of like my RB2 flex, and I get the free roll of two other running backs. I'm taking the free roll of two other running backs. Jerry, now you can tell me I'm the smartest man in the room. Every once in a while, you do okay. That's the best I'm giving you. Yep, and, and guys, that's what we'll give you. If you go to your podcast player, leave a five-star review. Apparently, Spotify sucks, but that's what Spotify does, apparently. Um, luckily, not, not our most uh, used platform. Uh, we, we've noticed that a lot of our listeners, uh, obviously iTunes, the, uh, the, the, the king of the court, but we have a lot of listeners on Stitcher, on Podbean, and they have ratings and reviews. And you can be just like Frank. Frank downloaded um, uh, Stitcher because he normally listens on Spotify, but you can you know, download or you know, create an iTunes account, and we'll read your review just like we did Frank's. Um, and then you can do like Frank. You can email me your trade dynastywarzone at gmail.com it's really that simple just just email literally dynastywarzone at gmail.com the particulars like frank did boom we cover your show on the podcast last thing you can follow the show on instagram and twitter at dynastywarzone and uh jerry are you ready to talk some dynasty fantasy football with these fine people yeah i mean listen that's why we're here dude that is why we're here. So let, let's let's get into a couple of things before we get into the buys, the sells, the holds. Uh, we want to go over a couple of the big news items, uh, that being COVID and what you're seeing in your leagues and uh, Billy O'Brien, a.k.a. Bob. This segment of the show is brought to you by Patreon. Uh, that's the patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. And man, it continues to grow. Uh, we just welcomed in two new members uh, like in the last couple of days. Uh, one of them was a referral. And there's no greater way to um, appreciate something than to refer someone else to it. And that's exactly what this was. Man, a referral was great. Uh, the group chat is going nonstop. It's, it's become its own living and breathing thing. And Jerry, you know I do the Dynasty Happy Hour Contractor where I help other Dynasty owners with their rosters. And the number one complaint that they get is that their group chat is super dry. Even like right now, you're four games into the season, and uh, you know this, this is the complete opposite of what we're doing in the, in the group chat because you're in there all the time mixing it up with Maddie and Jeremy and the Aussies and Zachs and I mean, all the boys. I, I take my chances. I mean, I uh, Tuesdays are my busy day. I got class for most of the day, and then my wife has to use the computer for her homework, and then we record. So I don't get to the chat as much on Tuesdays. And I looked, and I was at... I think it was 201 when I woke up this morning. And then after I got done with school and everything, it was at 177. Uh, so it, it's a there, lot of there fun. Is, there is always uh, something going on. If you feel like you don't belong in your current league. Now, you may belong in the fact that you're kicking some ass and taking some names. and But, but you don't feel like you're around true dynasty degenerates, true dynasty connoisseurs that's what the patreon is this is the group of groups and it's it's everything that that i wanted our patreon to be is it the biggest patreon in dynasty probably not 
Is it the best? I like to think so. And we'd love to have you. Go over to Patreon. Uh, yeah, words. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Check it out. If you can go a couple of days without Starbucks for some cheaper coffee, you can certainly be a Patreon. All right, Jerry, COVID. Last week, Chicken Little, the sky was falling, and everybody were going to cancel the league and shut her down. And <laughs> what, what, what? If there's anyone that I love to see respond to that, it's you every time. Because oh. everyone does think the sky is falling, and Randy's always in the background just like, no, Man, shut the fuck up. Just it's relax like, for ten seconds. It's it's you. You're missing the greatest motivator of the world. It's money. Oh, they're gonna. Sh and, and I really, I saw this. Someone else was talking about this with the regular NFL media. Is that it? Really feels like people just want the league to be suspended or shut down so that these people. I'm gonna use that word people can say i told you so i told i told you they were going to shut it down hey jerry are you a baseball fan i don't think you are but you, you're familiar with the game of baseball i am familiar with it do you know what's going on in baseball right now i don't the playoffs jerry they got through their modified season yes now in baseball they normally start the end of march first of april and this is the normal time for their playoffs but you know what they had several COVID outbreaks in major league baseball they worked through it do you know what just wrapped up in hockey jerry What's that? The championship. They just finished playing for Lord Stanley's Cup. I figured you would have known that one being uh, they're close to the Red Wings, but uh, I digress. Uh, I did. I was just I was letting you roll. Oh, you, you were working I, I with actually, me. I, yes, yeah. Uh, you, I know. Every once in a while, I'm starting to grow. Give me give me some credit here. You're doing great, buddy. Uh, and, and then do you know what's going on in a bubble in Orlando? Uh, Mickey, Mouse's, Mickey Mouse's world? What is going on in Mickey Mouse's world? I mean, the NBA Finals are going on. These leagues want to get these games in. The NFL has done, I don't care whether you like them or not. I don't care if you like their politics, if you like their business. I think they've done a fine job. And it's the old Vince McMahonism. At least that's where I first heard it. It was sometimes you got to make chicken salad out of chicken shit. And that's what the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, hockey, that's what all these sports leagues are doing. Now, from a dynasty standpoint, I think some people have done some I guess bonus, you know, like roster spots allowed you to anoint a particular replacement player. Um, what, what are your thoughts on the replacement th player thing? I didn't really see it having to come into play, but I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. Thoughts, Jerry? I think it's fine that they wanted to do that. I just don't care about it. It's uh, we play if it's one thing for redraft, I guess, but it, I don't think it came up in that. I don't know. I don't in the leagues that I do commission. I didn't do anything because I don't, you, we have deep benches. It's dynasty. If you don't have replacements for guys that are missing and you can't replace a few injuries or two teams on a bye, you have built a shit roster. So I, I, I don't have any sympathy for you. So I'm, it, it's fine. And I understand it because it's this weird new thing that everybody wanted to do. And I'm not upset that people did it. I just personally, I don't. It didn't matter to me. In the leagues where they offered it to me, I didn't do anything. If I was going to ride out my players, I rode out my players. And if I didn't think I needed to, then I didn't. And that was that. Was that. I mean, it's, I don't know. It, I, it seemed like one of these situations where everybody just thought it was such a bigger deal than it actually was. I don't have any problem with the replacement players for your Monday night players. 
I think that if going forward as a precaution, you want to anoint your players for Monday night backup potential. So if going by Sunday morning before the first kick, let's say this coming Monday, I believe the Monday night game is Saints and Chargers, okay? And you have Justin Herbert in a super flex league. And Derek Carr is your QB3, okay? Because by the time we wake up Sunday morning by noon Eastern time, which is 9 a.m. Pacific, you're going to know if any player has tested positive for COVID. So you should have more than ample time to get that player out of your lineup and in there for a Sunday game. Now, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying there can't – Jerry, do you know what the definition of a a surprise is? Uh, No. Do you have this off the top of your head? It wouldn't surprise me if you did. That is a fart with a lump in it. And that's a surprise. So, so, so if, 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 if you were planning on starting Justin Herbert on Monday, right, and he tests positive Monday morning, and your only other recourse was Derek Carr, because Derek Carr is the quintessential QB3 for Superflex, and you wake up Monday and you find out Herbert's not going, then yes, by all means, you should be allowed to substitute Derek Carr's points into your roster. I agree 100%. But it shouldn't be some kind of, you know, anything more than that. If you're doing more than that, I, I think you're fudging the rules. I think that if you have Monday night players, you owe it to your commissioner who are the salt of the earth right now and deserve not your bitching and moaning, but your respect and admiration. And you should submit to them by no later than potentially Thursday. If you have Thursday night players, you should have to them by Thursday at, let's say, lunchtime. Hey, I have player one, two, and three going on Monday night. If for some reason they were to pop positive for COVID, I would like this to go. If you miss a player on Thursday night because a guy, you know, goes on Sunday and winds up with COVID, that's a you problem. We've got 30-man rosters. Deal with it. All right, Jerry, you have some buys and sells to get to. I also wanted to ask you real quick about Bill O'Brien. Um, not really so much from a dynasty standpoint, but I was having this conversation with a friend of mine because there are two there are two tales here that can be very similar to dynasty. Okay, would you rather, as a new head coach or GM, because the Texans need both, would you rather go to a situation like Indianapolis, who literally has everything? Like literally, uh, me and a coworker today were looking at their defensive stats. They're like number one across the board, yeah. and like every defensive metric. They've got good offense. They've got a good offensive line. They've got good young skill weapons: Pittman, Campbell, Taylor, Hines. Um, they've got everything but the quarterback, and they've got their draft picks. And Chris Ballard does a good job of getting more draft picks. Or, or would you rather go to Houston, which has you know a lot of draft capital missing, um, not a lot to work with, but you do have, uh, in my opinion, still a top four or five QB in the entire league. So which situation, if you were a new GM or a new head coach, which of those two scenarios would you prefer? Colts, not even close. Not even in the same really? universe. Wh- not okay. even close. Wow. Okay, expound. You, 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 have, you have your draft capital and you have a bunch of other pieces that you can use. And if you're actually a good coach, you can make quarterbacks look better. I mean, Gardner Minshew was what? A late round pick. Kirk Cousins was a late round pick. Russell Wilson was a late round pick. I mean, it happens. It happens. And guys will emerge and you can take a guy. I I think you can you can make a play to move up in the first round this year and take a shot on a guy too. Or there will be 
go go for Jameis. Go for go for anything. Is is Deshaun <laughs> Randy shaking his head for those of you not watching on YouTube? Um, I, it, would you rather have Deshaun Watson and Chrome Bones and Shoe Clerks, or or Jameis and a great team, or any anybody really? Maybe maybe Stafford. While we're talking about it, there's there's tons of options that I would I would rather see. I, I just feel like you're trying to at least you have a castle with some walls in it. Deshaun Watson is just a cannon. Like, yes, I can, I can blow some dudes away, but you're going to be able to take my cannon down very easily. And if I have a wall and I'm throwing rocks at you, you're not going to be able to kill me very easily. I'm just not going to kill you often either. Uh, I, I guess that makes me feel better as a Colts fan. I did. I was having this conversation with uh, one of the two Zachs in the Patreon, as a, as a matter of fact, this morning. You know, if the Jets or the Giants wind up with the 101 overall in the NFL draft, you know, they're going to be in a corner to where they pretty much have to take Trevor Lawrence. You, It's kind of like, do you remember, this is a, a, an NBA reference, but do you remember when the, I guess it was, uh, um, I don't remember the teams, I don't really care much about basketball, but they took Greg Oden over Kevin Durant. And Portland Trailblazers. It was the thank you. It was the Trailblazers. They took him over Kevin Durant because they could. The, the GM basically said, if we take Greg Oden and he didn't hit, at least we can say we were supposed to take Greg Oden. But had we taken Kevin Durant and then he busted and then Greg Oden went on to be the next big thing, then I would have always been the GM who passed on the next big thing. I think that's a situation Joe Douglas is going to find himself, or once Dave Gettleman gets fired. So I do see where the Colts, maybe you can, because uh, we've talked about this before, but Carson Wentz has not looked the same without Frank Reich. Uh, and maybe Frank Reich and Nick Sirianni, the offensive coordinator here in Indianapolis, maybe they're just what a, a retread like a Sam Darnold could use or a, a Daniel Jones could use. Uh, I actually said that they could have a resurrection actually better than that of Ryan Tannehill. I think at this point in their career, I think both Daniel Jones and Sam Darnold. So, so maybe you're right. I just found it very interesting. I don't think it changes a lot for your dynasty values in Houston. You, you really, in Houston, you have Deshaun Watson for dynasty. I don't think there's any real value with David Johnson or Duke Johnson. Hopefully uh, they, they, they do something with that backfield of a permanent variety this offseason. Will Fuller's fine when he plays. Brandon, yep. Cook, Brandon Cooks is on the milk carton. Cahale yeah. War, Warring seems like he's never going to fire. Nope. Um, Dan, uh, is it Daniel Fells? Darren Fells? Darren uh, Fells. 147 years old. He's never going to be a thing. There's not a lot of dynasty value on that roster, although I'm still a believer in Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, even if you remember a few years ago, his former teammate, actually before he got there, uh, Deshaun Watson, he had a very, um, excuse me, uh, DeAndre Hopkins had a very down season with one Brock Lobster Osweiler. Even the best of young fantasy assets in, in a dynasty league are going to have down years. So don't let this sway you. I actually had a very tenured, aggressive league mate try to sell me Aaron Rodgers and uh, some breadcrumbs for my Deshaun Watson shares in a super flex. I'm like, uh, no, I, I get Aaron Rodgers is on fire. I get he's on the FU revenge tour, uh, but I, I still love Deshaun Watson. For me, in a super flex startup right now, it's still 
Lamar, it's still Mahomes, it's still Dak, and I'll argue with you over the uh, the Make a Wish kid, Kyler Murray, and uh, Deshaun Watson at the 105. I know there'll be some uh, Joe Burrow truthers in there, but Jerry, just wanted to just the, the, we don't typically do a lot of the news. We're going to involve some of the news and player value in our buy sells holds in just a minute. But I, I thought those were big enough stories that we uh, we need to touch base on them just for a minute. I agree, and it's it's something you don't see. I mean, how when was the last time you saw a coach get fired after four, a month? Four games. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, not, I listen. There's there's a program, there's a franchise that I would love to see them do that. They won't because they're bad. But uh, it, it was good to see. And I'm talking about Adam Gase, of course. Oh, I was going to say, d- <laughs> does the head coach have a scraggly beard, which I'm not judging. <laughs> no, if, no. You're, if you're watching the YouTube, you know I'm not judging a scraggly beard. But one thing you right. won't see is you won't see a pencil and a laminated piece of paper. Jerry, let's get into some uh, post-Q1. So this is something that we're going to do uh, a handful of times throughout the years. We're going to do it here after week four. So going into week five, we're going to do it going into week nine. Uh, week 13 and then right after week 17 we're going to do a quarterly buy sell hold and the first segment of the buy sell hold is brought to you guys by viridianglobal.com that is v-e-r-i-d-i-a-n viridian global and they are the official apparel provider of the dynasty warzone people have been on jerry and i for the better part of two years hey where's the merch where's the merch where's the merch hey you guys don't have merch where's the merch where guys the merch is here you go to Viridian Global, you find Dynasty Warzone. There is the uh, the NWO-inspired t-shirts. If you're an old pro wrestling fan, remember the NWO. You might see something that looks somewhat familiar to you. Um, there is the military, we'll call it Air Force-inspired design. I think my man Jerry is currently rocking that right now. Is uh, that correct, Gerald? Yeah, buddy, got that hoodie rocking. Yeah, oh. yeah look at that. It's a, oh, it's a, it's, just looking good. It's a beauty. Just looking good. He, you need the help. Um, but if, if you're, if, if, if you're looking. <laughs> what a bully. What a dickhead. You I, see what I deal with? This you, is a... you, you, you don't want to listen to this week's Patreon. Um, but, hey, you know, people have been asking for DWZ merch for a while. We're finally hooking it up. This is phase one. Uh, there will be phase two coming somewhere around Black Friday. Um, that's the last Friday of the month of November. We're talking about some other items, including some hats. And remember, over at Viridian Global, all orders over 75 bucks uh, will ship free. And, you know, maybe you don't want just DWZ merchandise. It's like Memphis, Jesus Christ. I I don't mind buying a a DWZ t-shirt, but I'm not going to buy $75 worth of DWZ merch. Hey, I dig it. Check out our friends from the Dynasty Happy Hour. They have a sweet Dynasty Happy Hour contractor t-shirt over there. Our, our friends, JD and Dan, regular guests, the Goat District, they have t-shirts over there. There's also, like, we'll call them player-inspired t-shirts. There's my uh, James Robinson League winner. Because, Jerry, James Robinson is the, the, le- the legit definition of a league winner. And so Absolutely. you can check all these t-shirts out, our signature tees. Again, all of this is over at Viridian Global. One more time, V-E-R-I-D-I-A-N, ViridianGlobal.com. Check out the merch. So, Jerry, I'm going to let you go first because I'm, I'm a sweetheart. Um, give me the first game that you're going to cover. Give me a, a buy, a sell, and a hold, and then expound on one of the three for me. Uh, so I'm going to talk about the Broncos and the Jets game first. That excruciating 
Thursday night game that we had to go to, but it wasn't terrible. It wasn't as bad as we all thought it was going to turn out to be. Um, I'm going to sell Melvin Gordon. I think that is sort of obvious. He's an older guy. He finally had a good game. I think it's a good selling opportunity. Uh, I'm going to buy Jamison Crowder because that dude is just getting every damn target this side of the Mississippi. Uh, Are we on the same side? Yeah, we're on the same side of the Mississippi. And I'm going to hold Drew Locke, which might sound a little weird because the man didn't play at all. But it's because Brett Ripien, Ripien, how do you say it? Do you know how to say it? Rippin. His dad was Rip. Mark Rippin. He's a second-generation professional quarterback. But Mark Rippin's son, Brett, or is it Kyle? Whatever. He's drinking Monster Energy, energy drinks and punching drywall. Mr. Rippin, keep going. Uh, didn't do that great. He, I mean, he looked like he had a little bit of a pulse, like maybe he'll be able to stay around and get a couple paychecks, have a couple tea in the NFL. But he did not look like he was going to be a starter. Uh, he threw three picks. And I really think Drew Locke has shown some things. The man needs to grow. That is for damn sure. But, you know, he hasn't really gotten to play with Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, so we don't really know what he can do with a full setup. So I I think that is one thing. Uh, I think holding on Sam Darnold, actually. That's a little bonus one. Did you see that man's run, Randy? Who knew the man had it in him? Uh, Every time I see Sam Darnold since the... Um, Monday night football game last year against New England when he was seeing uh, ghosts. I always I, I, I always hear Scooby-Doo's voice. I saw a ghost. You know, I saw a ghost, Shaggy. I, 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 I mean, I, he, sort of, he sort of looks the part, too. He, he does. We could get you to dress up like a Great Dane. You, you could be you could be Scooby to Sam Darnold, Shaggy. You, you guys would make a beautiful couple. I, I do like that. Um, Drew Locke, so again, another Patreon-related conversation. Uh, we were talking, it was Chad, because was, he was talking about, you know, whether or not Daniel Jones will, you know, if they were to get the 101 or 102, would he be replaced in New York by a, a Fields or a Lawrence or whomever? And I was like, I don't think he, I don't think Daniel Jones looks the same. From the from the time that he spent with uh, Pat Shermer, I think Pat Shermer wasn't a good NFL head coach, but I think Pat Shermer was a very very good offensive coordinator. And even though you've not seen Drew Locke on the field, I think now's a great time. Uh, out of sight, out of mind, might drive the price down a little bit. And if I could somehow finagle Drew Locke and a little change for a Daniel Jones share. Man, I'm in. I'm in. Daniel Jones has superior weapons. He plays in a division where shootouts are going to be a must. And so I, I, I like your overall. I like your overall pick, Jerry. No hate. No hate from any of them. I, I, I was much as I, I'm always looking to. <laughs> I am not. So I'm well, going to. Who's your, who's your first game? Let's see if I can hate on any of yours. Okay. I am going to go. I've got Ravens and Washington, the Beltway series. They're about an hour apart from each other. And my buy, I actually have two, but I'm the host and I can cheat all that I want. Absolutely. I'm, I'm actually buying both of the rookie running backs. I'm buying J.K. Dobbins and I'm buying Antonio Gibson. Uh, I've seen more of Gibson, but I like them both. And I think they're both only going to go up in value. I also like the fact that I believe both their GMs and head coaches will be coaching the team next year. So I don't have to worry about a new GM in town potentially bringing in their own guy. That would be my one knock on James Robinson. Um, my sell is Lamar Jackson at a fair market price. 
And then my hold, this should surprise nobody when I'm talking about that football team in Washington. His name is Terry McLaren. But I really want to go back and I want to expound on Lamar Jackson. So through four games this year, he has given you 21.7 points in a four-point-per-passing touchdown league. Now that time last year, over his first four games last year, he averaged 27.5 and finished the season averaging 27.7. So his scoring is down six points a game, not quite 25% down. And the Las Vegas guys continue to think that the reason that he's not doing as well is that the more these teams see of him, the more they understand his speed. It does not surprise me that he had his best game of the season against the Washington football team. They have never played him before, but Cleveland's played him before. Houston's played him before. You know, he's going to play Pittsburgh twice. I'm very curious to see what Cincinnati does against him this week. And I've not seen any improvement in his ability to move the ball to the outside of the field. You know, and it's a very monkey see, monkey do league. We've seen how Kansas City is now 3-0 and against this man, and we've seen how they've taken away what he does best. And my fear is that when they play teams with good defenses, like they've got a game against the Colts coming up. They, we talked about how good their defense has been this season. They've got two games against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I think Cleveland's defense has made improvements the last couple of games. And I'm very concerned that these teams are going to start implementing some of that against him. And I ran I ran this uh, this trade through the DTC calculator, because you know what big fans of Izzy and JP we are here at the Dynasty Warzone. And in the Dynasty trade calculator, Joe Burrow in a mid-2021 first is a dead-even trade for Lamar Jackson. If I could get Joe Burrow and a 2021 mid-first for Lamar Jackson, sold, gone like shit through a goose gone, he gone, because right now Joe Mixon and Lamar Jackson are averaging about 20, 21 points per game each in that scoring format, and I get another first on top. If I can find a maybe like a, a surprise contender who is contending even though they've got Joe Burrow, and I can, I guess, Jedi mind trick that person into giving me Joe Burrow and a first, and I can go convince them to go win a ship with Lamar Jackson, he gone, Jerry. So, so what do you think about my uh, my sell of Lamar Jackson before you get into your game too? I understand where you're coming from. I don't know if I'm ready to do that for Joe Burrow yet, just because the ability that he has at any given time to go for 70 yards and a touchdown running the ball, that is just something that other quarterbacks don't have. So I don't. I, it's not a bad deal. It's I, I wouldn't be totally opposed. I was going to ask who you thought would be someone a quarterback to go after. And the only guy that popped into my head was Joe Burrow, because I feel like there's like six guys and then it's sort of a drop off. There's sort of like the old man, still productive Matt Ryan sort of sort of thing. I, I, um, I, I do believe you could jump into some narratives with a non-contender, which would be hard to imagine a non-contender owning Dak or Russ at this point. How could you not be contending? Yeah you know, owning one of those guys. But, you know, Russ is, I think, 32, give or take, 31, 32. Yeah. You know, hey, you know, this is dynasty. This is the long game. You know, you would have to put some salesman cap on that and get creative because Russ has got like 16 touchdowns and just on fire. Josh Allen's another guy. 
another guy that you could potentially maybe get just a little bit more on top of Lamar Jackson. I'm just trying to move Lamar on name value because I remember a couple of years ago where, uh, again, I'm older and I've been playing for a long time, but I remember the value of a guy like Colin Kaepernick. Forget the kneeling thing. Long before he knelt, long before any of that, he was the hot new thing. And his game didn't involve. And he had about two and a half seasons, and then all of a sudden he he couldn't develop another wrinkle to his game, and all of a sudden his value went pew. And that's my fear with Lamar. So if I can get out, maybe give up a couple of points a game and get some additional capital on top, I'm moving on. Jerry, speaking of moving on, give me your game number two. Okay, we're going to talk about the Chargers and Bucks. I didn't mean to sidetrack that that much, but it, it's saying you want to sell Lamar, I feel like is a very big thing, and we should talk about it. But Los Angeles Chargers and the fighting Tom Brady's in Tampa Bay. Um, I'm going to hold Austin Eckler. I know he's hurt, and I know it sucks. I know it sucks. But you can't sell him. I, I mean, you're not going to be able to get anything that you want for what the value of the man is. So don't even bother. I mean, I mean, if, if you want to buy him, I guess you could do that too. But it's the problem is, is the person that has Austin Eckler is probably extremely committed to him, and he's not. You're not going to get him at a discount. So I'm just I'm sitting tight. I am going to try and survive the next couple of weeks. Hopefully, I can split it, and then I can make the playoffs. He'll come back, and we'll be ripping and roaring. Uh, I'm definitely selling Hunter Henry. That dude just. I don't know. That dude is just a headache to have. Not only does he get hurt, he struggles most of the damn time. And if I'm buying anybody, it's going to be Justin Herbert because holy shit balls. That man came out and he has looked good. What else do you want to say? Other guys, Keenan Allen. I'm going to talk about Justin Herbert more though, just because Keenan Allen's disrespected. And that's it's unbelievable that that man's disrespected. I don't know what the hell you have to see to stop hating on this man. But Randy, Justin Herbert, hallelujah to you, my friend. Good God, this is this is Josh Allen all over again. Granted, he's not running, but he's looking good. This man went 20 for 25. This man threw for almost 300 yards, three touchdowns. And that was with Austin Eckler hurt. And he started two games. Hey, this man has come into the league just like Joe Burrow and done everything that he needs to do to show that this man is going to be in this league and starting for the Chargers for a, two contracts, I would say at least. Can I hit you with a fun stat? Yeah, please do. Now, now, you can't compare them in total overall fantasy points because uh, excuse me, Herbert didn't play the first game of the season. Obviously, that game was played by Tyrod, and then he's played the last three games. Over those three games, he has scored more fantasy points than Joe Burrow. I can also say that he's got a better coaching staff. How can I say that? Because he's not a Bengal who has the worst coaching staff in the NFL. He's also got better skill weapons. Not vastly superior, but I will gl I will gladly take the combination of Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and Hunter Henry over the dust bunny that is A.J. Green, the I'm-not-sure-what-he-is, T. Higgins, the okay, but he's a slot receiver, Tyler Boyd, and the ever-inconsistent Joe Mixon. Oh, and did I mention that I'm not getting the coaching staff of the Cincinnati Bengals? Because And you're, you're, getting, you're getting goodness on top to get Justin uh, Herbert. It's going to be Justin Herbert and some goodness for Joe Burrow. Let so me hit you with a... value that way, too. I was just talking about selling Lamar. What if you could get Justin Herbert and, like, a Terry McLaren for Lamar Jackson? 
Maybe even I mean, a pick. Maybe even a pick. Yeah, I, I'm sure you could probably get a pick. Also, Which side would you take? Would you want Jackson or I, would you want Herbert, McLaren, and something, some cheese? Listen, Terry McLaren is that he's like family dude he's, he's he like is, family he, it, it, but he's he's made us look so good oh my god the man is good every week there's no there's no downturn so yeah i'll take that package so, sign so, me up man so that's that's the point it wasn't my, my take was not to crap on lamar and my and your take is not to pump you know it's justin just, herbert those guys tires. have value to trade there's just a, the name value just gives you so much extra juice that can just Ah, make your meal so perfect. I, I, I think you, you, you had a good one. Uh, I, I will move into my second one, but so far, there you go. We, we, we've talked Lamar Jackson. We've talked Justin Herbert. Let's move into my second game. I have the Rams and the Giants. Now, Jerry, this one right here might surprise you a little bit, but my buy is Tyler Higby. I think some of that preseason steam is off of him. You just have to understand that if you invest in the Rams receiving options, there are going to be games. There are going to be Cooper Cup games. There are going to be Bob Woods games. There are going to be Tyler Higby games. Like I believe this coming week, the uh, the, the matchup, the, the, the tight end defense is like the 28th worst or the fourth best for the tight end. Probably going to be a Higby game this week. So I know what I'm getting, but for me, my buy is Tyler Higby. My sell is Daryl Henderson. And then my hold is Saquon Barkley. Kind of what Jerry mentioned with Austin Eckler. You know, if you didn't get a good Saquon Barkley offer right after the injury, you're not going to get him. You know, you, you might as well just put him on the IR. Um, it, it's kind of like buying yourself a Christmas present right now and then hiding it. And then when you find it in December, you'll just be happy. Put put Saquon Barkley deep down on your injured reserve. Don't even don't even look at him. And then at the then at the end of the season, is is this good or bad? You know, you could have a good season, you could have a bad season. But then you're gonna look down at the end of the end of the year in January, and you're gonna be like, holy shit, I've got Saquon Barkley on this roster, and you're just gonna be happy. So hold Saquon Barkley, but my sell my sell is Daryl Henderson. Now, we'd like to sell coming off of a better game, but this is a crowded backfield, and it's not going to uncrowd itself. Sometimes a head coach tells you the truth, and Sean McVay said this was going to be an RBBC. He was going to have a running back by committee. Uh, we saw a Malcolm Brown game last week. Two weeks ago, we saw the Daryl Henderson game, and you know there's a gentleman named Cam Akers coming back. So if you can find someone, and guys, right now, I'm going to talk a lot tonight about quarterbacks and running backs and the guys that I, you know, go into detail on. Why? Because quarterbacks are the name of the game because Jerry and I play almost primarily in super flex leagues. And if you can't sell running backs in this current injury COVID climate, you couldn't sell air conditioners in Las Vegas in August. Okay, you're not a very good salesman or saleswoman you are not prepared to sell because running backs, those things sell themselves, kind of like air conditioners in Las Vegas where it's currently 97 degrees in October. So I am selling Daryl Henderson. Uh, I don't think there is a true bell cow in LA. Um, if I could send Daryl Henderson and my second and get a first, he's gone. If I could sell Daryl Henderson and get Damian Harris and your second back, he's gone. I am big into uh, moving these guys that I are kind of jag-ish 
and I would rather move off of him. Jerry, anything on Tyler Higby, Henderson, or Barkley before you go into game number three? No, I like I like the the take on the Rams running backs. That's just that's going to be such a headache for a few years because they're both under contract. Plus, Malcolm Brown's there now. That's going to be terrible. So I, I like that call. But my my next game is the Minnesota Vikings, and we already talked about the the twilight of the Bill O'Brien era of the Houston Texans that we got to see this past Sunday. Um, it's it's holding Watson. I'm not going to go super into this game because we talked about it quite a bit. I'm holding Watson just because there's there's a light at the end of the tunnel. You know, uh, Bill O'Brien's out of there. They're going to get somebody else in. You would assume they want to base it around the offensive talent that they have, which is, wait for it, Deshaun Watson. So I'm not doing anything crazy because people are going to come at you with Aaron Rodgers and breadcrumbs, and you need to tell them to piss off, like Randy talked about earlier. Uh, I'm buying Justin Jefferson. I thought he could come into the the Stefan Diggs role. He has shown to be good. And I'm selling Adam Thielen, not because the man's not good, because that would be a 100% incorrect statement. The man has been great. I am selling that man to a contender, and I am getting out from under it before that value dies on my roster. Uh, But the guy I want to talk about is Justin Jefferson, just because if you can come into this league and you can have back-to-back 100-yard games in the first month of your career, that is a sign of good things to come. I, the one game he had nine targets, he's had a 70 yard long touchdown. He's had multiple 20 yard long catches. The the dude's been good. And who knows what the hell we're going to see out of Kirk cousins for the rest of the year or how long he's going to be there or that situation, but he can make plays. And that is the good thing that I want to see. And the thing about Justin Jefferson is I'm probably not doing it right now. And I know this is buy, sell, hold right now, but I'm going to wait a little bit on this one uh, because he's coming off of back-to-back 100-yard games because he has Kirk Cousins there and they still do want to run the ball. He's going to have a game at some point in the near future where he 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 struggles. He gets you, you know, like he did in week two against Randy's Colts, three catches for 44 yards. Those are going to happen, and that's when I'm going to jump at my opportunity. You're going to try buying him in this new hotness, and you're you're going to pay too much, and that is not what I'm condoning. But as far as the future of the man, I think it looks bright. I I think he's we're going to be talking about this man for some time. I know he wasn't your favorite. Anything else on him? Anything else on Thielen, Watson? Anything else, Randy? Uh, my position on Watson is not going to change, guys. I, I am a huge fan. Just I believe in the talent. I believe in the guy. And uh, I think you're going to have to take the L on Deshaun Watson. If you haven't been redraft, I'm really sorry. Um, but this is Dynasty. This is the long game. And if I can turn that hold into a buy cheap, I'm going to. I have no intention of moving any of my Deshaun Watson. And then Justin Jefferson, I'm not ready to take the L yet. But I've got it sharpened. I've got a nice uppercase L. I will get it you know, hung on my forehead. I'll put it right here on the bill of my Colts cap as we record here live on the YouTube uh, but yeah, he, he has looked very good and everything that, you know, like all the hype that came into the season, I think we all thought Adam Thielen was going to do Adam Thielen things. Everything that he has done today, I think that's what we thought Adam Thielen was going to do. No surprises there. He's been very productive, very useful for fantasy football. 
but this kid is doing everything that I would have thought Herb Smith was going to do. And I had those two backwards, and I'll be the first to admit it through the first four games. Uh, Justin Jefferson's had a couple of stinkers, and he's had a couple of monsters. But I like where he's trending, and i got to say, I agree. Um, I, I, I sometimes I think it's okay to buy high on certain players, and Justin Jefferson, the, the price is only going to go up. You know I love players that play in domes on fast tracks, where he certainly will. Kirk Cousins is never going to be confused with Patrick Mahomes, but he is a serviceable quarterback who has been a wide receiver one maker in the past whether it was Thielen whether it was Diggs and I know Cousins is going to be there for a while they they redid his contract so I know he's got I don't want to say guaranteed but I feel like he's got solid to average maybe slightly above average QB play for years to come my next game the Bills and the Las Vegas Raiders for me the, the buy is Henry Ruggs, the sell is Derek Carr, and the hold is Josh Allen. Josh Allen, kids, is what happens when you work hard, when you don't listen to your critics, when you put your head down, and I hate the word because it's so overused at this point, but when you grind, when, when you surround yourself with good people, when you have good work habits, and you're surrounded by people that want you to do well, which is finally what's starting to happen to Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. I don't have Cleveland, so I can move on. But this is why Josh Allen is everything that that Baker Mayfield is not. Josh Allen is what happens when your head coach accentuates what you can do as opposed to what you can't do. He is what happens when they say, hey, you know what? This guy really has struggled in the, the, the mid to intermediate range of the field from an accuracy standpoint. You know what would help him a badass like Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown went all Mr. Big Chest, and he wound up in, out to, with the Raiders on his own. So they went out and gave up a first and a few other picks to get Stephon Diggs. I will tell you through four games, it looks like a million-dollar idea. They have done this guy great. And, oh, what do you know? If you go to NFL Stats page on Instagram, it's a very fun account. Um, the graphics they do are, are really good, and they posted one today with quarterback graphics. From a positive standpoint, Josh Allen is in every single one. Passing yards, he's in the top five. Passing touchdowns, uh, QB rating, um, QB rushing yards, QB touchdowns. The guy is having a great season. If Russell Wilson was not having the season that he's having, he would easily be an MVP candidate. And if for some reason, because Russ has not really got in division yet, if Russ was to struggle down the, you know, the I don't say the back half of the year, but against the, the 49ers and against the Rams and against the Cardinals, all good teams in their division, and Josh Allen kicks the shit out of the, the, the Patriots and goes on to win that division, I think his odds to win the MVP were like 33-1. to 1. So... Um, I think as of right now, Russ would get it because, the, you know, it's really hip to say, let Russ cook. But I'm holding Josh Allen, and if I would even call him a hold to buy. I would even buy high. Um, I, I love the head coach. I love Sean McDermott. I love uh, the offensive coordinator. I believe his name is Brian Dayball. And they've got some good stuff going in Buffalo. So I am uh, going to hold my man Josh Allen. Jerry, what do you think about Ruggs, Carr, and then uh, the aforementioned Josh Allen? I, I'm cool with all of what you said, really. Josh Allen is 
uh, has there really been a guy that really took steps like he has? Because that man looked like he was just not built for it. He looked like he was going to go down the Mitchell Trubisky train, but he could no, run a little bit. So. Come on, be, be fair. He looked always looked better than Mitch. He was similar yeah, to he Mitch. Did, but he, you know what I'm saying. He was he, like he, a mashup. He didn't look like he had it. He looked like a mashup of somewhere between Blake Bortles and Mitch Trubisky, with the upside being early Cam Newton, because you know he had the rushing floor and, yep. and he was all of that. And again, and then this year, and then and then, and then this year, uh, I know he would be very expensive to acquire. So I don't think but you we can talked buy about him. that with the Lamar trade. You're you're essentially trading for him and giving up the quote unquote better asset. You, you, as crazy as it may sound, if you find because guys look no further than Cam Newton, he's very polarizing. But if you can find someone who's just a big Lamar Jackson fan and is not sure this Josh Allen thing's going to last, make it happen. And speaking of making it happen, Jerry, you make your game four happen. Yeah, I get to talk about Randy's favorite, Cleveland Browns and the Dallas Cowboys. And the thing about Baker Mayfield is he's not on my list because. We already know what we're doing with Baker Mayfield. Everybody that's ever listened to this podcast knows what we think of the man. He's all right. He's he's all right. He's like an unsexy QB too, maybe. Um, but the uh, you talked about you're on your way to sharpening your L on Justin Jefferson, Randy. My L is so sharpened on Michael Gallup. I I assumed that CD Lamb was going to be an alpha at some point. I did not think it was going to be this year. Amari Cooper is another one of those dudes that has just made me look stupid uh, for the lack of a better word. He has been awesome. So I am, I'm good on Gallup. And unfortunately it's probably too late. And that's, that's my fault there too. Um, Cause he just, he's been third fiddle and it's not even close. Uh, my hold is going to be Nick Chubb. What are you going to do? Like, are, are you going to sell them and get did you nickels hear, on the dollar? Did you hear what I said about Saquon Barkley? Yeah. Do the just, that's, a, that's what you got to do. Just set a calendar alert, alert in your Google calendar for six weeks from now and go put Nick Chubb on your IR. When you get that alert in six weeks and Nick Chubb's return to practice, you're like, oh, oh well, look at this. I've got, a, I got Nick Chubb coming back. So six weeks from now will be like week 10, 11. You just got to grind. You got to grind out some victories. I'm with Jerry. Don't do anything stupid with Nick Chubb. I didn't mean to jump in on you. Keep going. No, you're good. And then my buy, I sort of, I have two because one's Kareem Hunt, and that's going to be hard to do right now. Because not only is Kareem Hunt probably one of the five best running backs in the league, he's also got the opportunity now. Don't you squint your eyes at me like I said something absurd. Do you disagree? about kareem no i i think you mistook me trying to uh, hide a oh, yawn okay. on the on the youtube uh as being disagreement no i i couldn't agree more with kareem hunt i was looking at pro football it's a, it's a tough buy though that's, it, it, that's it is be the problem with doing that because you, you, you're buying high yes. and, and i was looking today that cleveland has according to pff through the first they hadn't updated the rankings through four games, but for the, through the first three games, Cleveland had the third-best offensive line in football from both a rushing and pass protection standpoint. So that thing's starting to gel. They added, they added Jedrick Wills in the draft. They brought over Jack Conklin. The interior of the line was never – they had J.C. Treader and a couple of other guys in there. So, no, I, I'm sorry if my, if my yawn came across. No, I, I'm – 
I have Kareem Hunt in just like just about every league that I'm in. I'm a and huge Kareem. How hard are your nipples right now? Because for the next I, two I could, months, you I are cut glass so pretty, so hard I could cut glass with them. <laughs> is, that, is that is that hard enough? No, I mean now in one league, I will be honest. Since we're talking about Kareem Hunt, uh, I am in a rebuild. Uh, I wasn't planning on rebuilding. I just I ran into some buzz saws, and I'm one in three. Um, injured between the, just a, a a bad bit of luck and um, some guys being hurt, I'm not going to be able to compete this year. Now, I'm not blowing it up, but I would like to move Tom Brady. It's a super flex league. I would like to move Keenan Allen because I've already got for the future. I've already got DJ Moore. I've got Terry McLaren. I've got a couple of other young guys on my roster that I like. So I'd like to move Tommy. I'd like to move Keenan Allen. And, and then I'd like to move Kareem Hunt. I mean, he's in year four. Next year will be year five. That's by no means a death sentence, but what are we going to do with Nick Chubb? Um, and there's no better time to start letting people kick the tires. I'm not in a huge hurry um, because the price will only go up. If you think the injuries are going to stop, they aren't. If you think the COVID tests are going to stop, they aren't. They're going to continue to move forward. And, and he's going to keep scoring points in that time period too. You know, I, I had a, 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 a super flex league today I, in this very league I'm talking about. I had a guy offer me a 2021 first. It's currently like the 107 and a, uh, a third. And I am going to offer him a counter. If I can get two firsts and I can send a third back, if I can get a 2021 and a 2022 first, and I, maybe I send back a second, okay. So, no, yeah. I, I'm with you on Kareem Hunt. If you can get him, get him. If not, if not, Jerry, I'm going to talk about my favorite team. Because my, my Indianapolis Colts went into Chicago. I should have made a friendly wager with Nick Whalen, who is a Bears fan and a good friend. And uh, my buy, I have two again. Again, I'm the host. I write the show sheet. I'll do whatever the hell I want. I am buying both Michael Pittman and Paris Campbell. Uh, I love T.Y. Hilton and what he's meant to this franchise. But I think it was Adam Leviathan. I don't know. He's part of the Establish the Run Network. I saw he tweeted out the other day that T.Y. Hilton has had not had more than like 84 yards receiving since Andrew Luck retired. That was scary. Um, like shriveled up, like being in a cold lake all day shriveled up. So I really like the future with uh, Michael Pittman and Paris Campbell. My sell is David Montgomery, and my hold is Allen Robinson. Yes, Allen Robinson, who is six months younger than Michael Thomas of the Saints. Um, God forbid if he becomes an actual free agent next year and actually picks a good quarterback this time. I, I get that he's from the Chicago area. He went back home. But, I, I listen, I get it. I, he can get a little sympathy from me after spending the first few years of his career with Blake Bortles. You get zero for me because you chose Mitch Trubisky. Now, now get your hands out of your pockets. Go work with a young guy like uh, like Daniel Jones in New York. Go work with uh, Carson Wentz. There's plenty of quarterbacks who need some wide receiver help. But the guy I want to talk about, Jerry, we actually talked about trading him earlier, and that's Monty. Dude, th th this is a bad offense, uh, even with Nick Foles. <laughs> you, th you would think Nick Foles coming out of the bullpen would mean Nick Foles would be a good starter. It's just not the case. And there's not enough usage in the passing game. He's only getting 12 rushing attempts per game right now. And, you know, his best game of the season had a receiving TD. I'm just not super impressed. I don't like this offensive line. And there's no reason why with a, with a packed, stacked, and racked 
free agent class to come that he couldn't wind up. They already re-signed Tariq Cohen. What if they wanted to add a Marlon Mack or bring in a James Conner or a Jarek McKinnon or a Tevin Coleman? This guy is not going to be a bell cow, but much like I talked about earlier, if you can't move running backs right now, you're not doing it correctly. So, Jerry, you're not th- trying. You're, you're not trying very hard. You're, you're not saying, hey, here's a guy who's getting 13 touches a game, touch volume and value. Jerry, anything on that before uh, we take a quick pause and get into the, the, the back four games? No, I think it's good. Um, David Montgomery is not going to be the guy. He's not. And they are going to bring somebody in. The, the reason I mentioned him in the trade earlier is because I think he has better name value when it comes to trades. He's the guy you put in the trade to make it seem like it is too good to be true. You send an even trade, and then you throw David Montgomery on it so the person thinks they're getting the better deal, when in reality, he's not really worth a wet sock. I I, I, I can I can deal with that one. You want me to go into a game, or we gotta we gotta talk some business? We we, we gotta get into a little piece of business real quick from our friends at Hate Brand Goods. Uh, what is Hate Brand Goods? It is my favorite athletic apparel brand. Do I own Nike? Sure, I own Nike. Do I own Under Armour? Of course, I do. I'm not gonna stand up and show you my Hate Brand joggers. Um, don't don't tell my man Matt Vincent, owner of the company, but I really like wearing the joggers as like pajamas. They're super comfortable. Um, I'm I'm more of a shorts guy. His goat brand, not affiliated with JD and Dan of the Goat District, but his goat shorts are perfect. Uh, I absolutely love working out in them. As you guys know, I'm a big gym guy, and I like the the, the little bit of a shorter inseam. Uh, I can squat. I can deadlift uh, without the shorts bunching up at my knee. Uh, I've got Dr. Kyle uh, of the Big Bets podcast. I've got him hooked. Uh, I'm trying to get Nick Whalen. To, to give these things a shot and it's just a great fashion you know the term athleisure a lot of you guys know i used to work in retail and sporting goods retail athleisure is a real thing and if you're looking to add athleisure which is athletic wear that you can wear leisurely throughout the town you gotta check out the hate.com that is the hviii.com um, they've got men's they've got women's they've got bags they've got all kinds of fashion goodness so make sure you go over to the hate and check out their athleisure athletic wear and if you use the promo code memphis that's m-e-m-p-h-i-s if you use the code memphis at checkout you'll save some money any orders over a hundred bucks you do get free shipping they've got bags towels uh jerry you're a coffee drinker you're not much of an athlete but you are a coffee drinker right oh yeah you gotta get the world famous kick today in the dick coffee mug you need a kick today in the dick coffee mug because we can't do coffee mugs because of our cost on them working with our friends at viridian global because i had one for you that said how the man of the hour gets his power but instead we'll try and and work that into a t-shirt but you can go get yourself a kick today in the dick coffee mug jerry well, when I watch the Detroit Lions, I get to get kicked in the dick every time. And yeah. if there's anyone that is a bunch of athleisures that I hate, tying it all together, it's the damn Lions. I, I'll, um, I'll reach out to Matt and see if he can say, kick the Lions in the dick today. God, no, the Lions kick me in the dick. That's what happens. There um, you go. Well, l- well, let's get into to your fifth game. Um, this is going to be a long one, but that's all right. We're having a good time. It's, a, it's, a, it's actually not, believe it or not. Um, 
So it, honestly, there's nothing really to say about the Saints, and I don't like to just pick all of the Lions because I'm a Lions fan. It makes me seem like I, I'm doing that, but you know what you're doing with Kamara. You know what you're doing. You should be getting rid of Breeze. If anything, there's a possibility to sell Michael Thomas. So maybe I'll say that because we don't – Drew Brees, I mean, he looked okay against the Lions, but he's 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 not the same. This is the end of the road, and who knows what that situation could look like. We we talked about that on a on a past podcast. Um, I'm going to hold Matthew Stafford. He's, he's also not looked excellent, not like he did at the beginning of last season when he was just – oh, God, it was sexy – that, that is that is not the case anymore. It's I don't know if this team has just quit and they hate Matt Patricia or what it is, but I mean he scored touchdowns, so I mean that's the good news if you did have to start him. Um, but the, but who I really want to talk about is the guys that we've we've talked about on the Lions the last two years, and that's T.J. Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift does not get the amount of touches that he should, and yet every time he does, he looks good. I don't understand why they're trying to bring out the mummified corpse of Adrian Peterson. I know he's okay, but it's ridiculous. You're in a rebuild. You're a bad team. You need to see the guy you drafted in the second round. Carryon Johnson has looked pretty good for the most part too. And yet they don't even play him. They do. They just throw out Adrian Peterson. I'm buying Deandre Swift because at some point there is going to be a competent man that is in charge and does not have a pencil with a fucking laminate sheet for play calling, which does not make sense at all in what world. But so, and we've seen this man's pass catching abilities. We've seen him have a nose for the end zone. He just hasn't gotten the workload. And at some point there's going to be, I hope a competent coach that will get this man, the ball. And as far as TJ Hawkinson is concerned, he's looked pretty good. I mean, he didn't get a ton of opportunities in the saints game, but even the ones he did, he scored a touchdown. And if you've seen anything about any of the tight ends that are playing, there's not a ton of great tight ends. And TJ Hawkinson has been a consistent asset, and he looks like he's going to be around. And the dude's still like 24 years old. If, if at any point he gets any consistent workload, he's going to be a guy that you can have for seven years, eight years. And maybe he ends up on a franchise that isn't a dumpster fire, and you'll still be able to use him. So any, anything on the Lions, anything you want to add on the Michael Thomas? Because, I mean, that was a little hot takey, but we went in on it a couple weeks ago, so I didn't want to go crazy on it. No, not, not too much. I, I will say this on all these guys. So the reason why I'm still so down on the Bengals is that their owner, Mike Brown slash GM, is notoriously cheap. And I don't see him paying Zach Taylor to go away. I do see the Ford family making – Mr. Pencil and Laminated Sheet go away. So this situation could improve very quickly. Um, I did hear some Vegas guys that I'm you know, a big fan of. They're not super high on Swift. So that took him from a, a, a hardcore buy down to like a moderate buy, like at a right price to a hold. Um, but I love TJ Hawkinson. If I told you that I currently had him as my tight end three in a startup, you shouldn't be surprised. He has leapfrogged Ertz, he has leapfrogged Andrews, and he has leapfrogged Andrews based solely on better QB play. Nothing against Lamar, but Lamar is a hell of a lot better athlete and runner than Matthew Stafford. I'll still take the whip on Matthew Stafford over, over Lamar. I'm going to go to one of the uh, one of the primetime games from last week, Eagles and Niners. And my buy is Carson Wentz in a super flex. My sell is Jarek McKinnon. 
Um, now, not in redraft. If you have McKinnon in a redraft, you hold that man, you use that man, you make it happen. But let's be honest, he's been in the league since 2014. He's uh, had no, he's no stranger to injury. Raheem Mostert's coming back. I'm not sure about the the condition of Tevin Coleman. You never know about. My name is Jeff Wilson, and and then my hold is George Kittle. That man is a global icon and a national treasure. And if you have George Kittle, you keep George Kittle. I want to talk about Carson Wentz. You know, as bad as his season looks on paper, he's on pace for another. 4,000-yard season, Jerry, with crumb bums and shoe clerks at wide receiver. The, the upside is is that he is at some point going to get Alshon Jeffrey back. He's going to get Deshaun Watson back. He's going to get Jalen Rieger back. He's going to get Dallas Goddard back. The offensive line's not playing terrible. They're 14th, according to Pro Football Focus. He's on pace for career highs in rushing attempts and rushing yards. So he's never going to be the Konami code quarterback like a, like a Josh Allen or like a Lamar Jackson. But he's rushing more than ever. And he's already got three rushing TDs. That's a career high. Um, helps on the way. The trade deadline's on the way. Maybe they can trade for a John Ross who's been a healthy scratch a couple of weeks. Maybe they can trade for a Brandon Cooks from a new GM that's going to need draft capital. You know, I, I don't love Brandon Cooks, but he's been pretty solid throughout his career. Um, he might be a rental, but guys like Greg Ward and Ferg Ham and, and stuff like that, they're merely Band-Aids. I, I think the Wentz narrative has gone too far, and that's part of the reason why I bet and won this game. I posted this Sunday night on Twitter. Uh, I took the Eagles plus 7.5. And they won the game outright. I felt like I had the better quarterback over Nick Mullins. I, I think the coaching staffs were close. And I think the public hate for Wentz has gone too far. And if you can find an owner in your league that has taken the hate equally as far, man, go out and make an offer on uh, Mr. Mr. Carson Wentz, Jerry. All right, listen, you are not going to hear me complaining. He was a guy that really pissed me off the first couple of weeks. But the, the dude hasn't had anything. So uh, I'm, I'm with you on all that. And listen, once he can actually get, even if Elshon is 35% of what Elshon is, he's still better than JJ. I mean, plus he's going to get Rieger and everybody else back. I, I think Wentz is going to be doing all right. But the next game I got was just, it's like the top five bowl, the top five pick in the NFL draft. It's like the Lions are one of these teams and like Washington. And there's always like the same group of people. That their Super Bowl is the NFL draft. And the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Cincinnati Bengals is are, are two of those teams. Um, it's weird. It's weird. Uh my buys and everything and sells in this one. Because there's not a ton of sells. Like if I was gonna say a sell, it would be Gardner Minshew. But at this point, I don't really know what you're getting for Gardner Minshew. It's it's gonna be tough. Um, because I think most people see this team as being bad. And they are going to address the quarterback situation in the future. So for as good as he's doing, which 350 yards and two touchdowns, pretty damn good. And did good in the other games. It's going to be sort of hard to justify selling low on him. So I, I put him as a hold. The other one is Mixon. I, it just hold Mixon. I, I know the dude went absolutely bananas. Don't, don't go try and anything crazy people are going to come at you unless it's something crazy i guess but just hold on to the dude the dude is signed into his contract for a couple years so it shouldn't be anything crazy my buys are the young guys 
T. Higgins and LaVisca Chenault. I'm doing two because fuck it, I can. Um, I mean, LaVisca is one thing. T. Higgins is a little bit scarier because that offense is not run by a great coach like, like Randy likes to point out all the time. But Higgins has gotten targets from Joe Burrow. And if there's one thing Joe Burrow does, Joe Burrow throws the damn ball a lot. And he'll give his wide receivers a chance. He he went for 77 this game. He had two touchdowns the game before. He's shown he can at least show up. And I think the narrative around T. Higgins is that, like, he's a nice player, but people are not ready to buy in on him. You, you know, people are ready to commit to Justin Jefferson. People are ready to commit to other some of these other rookies. They're not so much ready to commit to T. Higgins. And I think that that can give you a little value if you're going to throw him into a trade. Sort of the same thing for LaVisca because you don't really know what the situation is going to be going forward. Um, so those are the guys. This was not – I mean, we could say Joe Burrow, but, Randy, we just we talked about Joe Burrow. That's, a, that's an expensive buy. So, it, yes, he is a buy candidate, but just know that when I say that, it's not you're going to throw some dirt and just hope that you get Joe Burrow because that man is going to be priced as a elite asset. Really, I mean, if you're if the person is going to give him away, they're not going to do it for just something that's good. They're going to think rookie who's thrown for 300 yards in every single one of his last three games. He's thrown for six touchdowns and only one interception in his last three games. It's going to be very expensive. Hey, I, I I'm a I'm a big big Joe Burrow guy. Um, I would I would love to acquire some shares. I don't have any currently, um, but, but you know, nice things aren't cheap, and cheap things aren't nice. So uh, I don't think you can buy too high on Joe Burrow. M- my next game is going to be one of the two Monday night games from this past week, and that's going to be the ATL and the Green Bay Packers. Now my buy is Robert Tanyan. My sell is Aaron Rodgers. Uh, unless you're a serious contender, uh, because if you're a contender, you're going to have to have a guy like Aaron Rodgers to compete with the likes of Russ and Josh Allen and some of the guys. But if you're not, you need to be proactively looking to sell Aaron Rodgers to a contender. Um, and then my hold's Aaron Jones. Now, Aaron Jones would be a buy for me if he had the contract of a Kamara, of a Dalvin Cook, um, of a Joe Mixon, if he had the big money contract, he w- he would be a buy even at what he's doing. But man, I'm I'm gonna buy Mr. Three touchdowns, not quite Al Bundy four touchdowns in a single game, but I'm gonna buy Robert Tanyan. He is everything that we thought we thought Jay Sternberger was gonna be this year. He's had 13 catches on the year, Jerry. Do you know how many of those resulted in a first down? Is it 13? Is that what you're setting me up for? 11 of 13 have been for a first down. Good God. You know, 76 of his 173 yards on the season have come from Yak. Now, he's got five touchdowns, but I know he had three in in week four. But he's got five touchdowns on the season. And, Jerry, would it be hyperbole to say that he is the second option behind – Devonte Adams once Adams comes back maybe the third maybe the third option but I, I don't know buddy what, what do you think about Robert Tanyan and my buys and sells of Aaron Rodgers and uh, uh Aaron Jones I'm I'm listen I'm in on all that and I agree fully on the Aaron Jones 
I think we thought there was going to be some touchdown regression. This dude's on pace to actually pass his 19 touchdowns. Now, granted, that's absolutely insanity, but I, I'm with you. And like we talked about earlier, tight end's a fickle bitch. And if you can get a guy that has five touchdowns in four games, I don't care that he had three in one game. That's still a consistency that Aaron Rodgers likes to feature the man. Nothing but value is is going to come from acquiring that guy. You get him, he is going to continue to be in that offense, and I think he is the second option. I don't think it's close. So I, I like that one. And uh, for my last game, we're going to talk about, or my second to last game, excuse me, we're going to talk about the current MVP that we've talked about, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks against the Miami Dolphins. Um, Russell Wilson will not be involved because Russell Wilson is expensive as fuck and really good. Um, but the guy that I want to talk about buying ready for this also didn't play in this game. Cause his name is Tua Tagovailoa. The dolphins are one in three and Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be starting the next game, but he's not been excellent here against the Seahawks. He did throw for 315 yards. All right. No touchdowns, two interceptions. You took two, a third, excuse me, fifth overall. And you had shirts that said tank for Tua eight months before you even drafted to him, before you knew you were going to get him. Don't tell me that fan base is not ready for this man to take over. Now, I know he had the injury and I know that it's scary and you want him to be ready and to understand things. At some point, that man is going to get the opportunity. And the moment he plays, he is going to become more expensive. So I am saying to buy Tua. I, the hold is Tyler Lockett. He's been good. He had he had a monster game last week. Um, but DK Metcalf is the hotness. DK Metcalf is the young guy. DK Metcalf is the super freak. DK Metcalf is the guy that everyone thinks about when you mention the Seattle Seahawks right now and their receiving core. But Tyler Lockett has been just as good. And don't go selling for nickels on a dime. He, he could even be a buy with Tua in this situation. He's still going to be there. He's still very good. And the thing about DK Metcalf also being good is that he's sort of going under the radar because of it. So I love that. My sell is Mike Gusecki and Preston Williams. Just up and down and sometimes they have good games and other times well not so much for preston williams but mike gasecki had the big game and then other times it's like one catch for like seven yards that's just i it's it's nice when you hit it but just relying on that person and when are you actually gonna put them in your starting lineup uh, I, I'm good on that. And I think a lot of people like Mike Gusecki and the things that he can do because he does show that he can do some things. It's just not consistent enough for me to do it. So I'm going to sell both of those. Randy, I know you're a bit of a Gusecki guy. What else do you got on Lockett or Tua or anything else I spewed? Uh, I like Lockett because I like the cheaper, less sexy, but yet equally productive option. Um, and so I will take Lockett over DK. Not that DK won't be better longer. But I do like acquiring Lockett, especially if I'm a contender. Uh, as far as the Dolphins, I'm, I, I think they're all holds for me. Uh, with Tua being a buy. Because we don't know what the relationship of the offense is going to look like with Tua under center. So far, we're seeing the Fitzmagic version. And I can't really make a, an accurate judgment. And there's so much talent in guys like Preston Williams and like Mike Gusecki that I can't really advocate doing anything but holding. 
until I see what those guys look like with Tua. And I think I'm going to get the rest of the season. It's a gamble I'm willing to take. Because at this point, it's a sunk cost of what you've acquired these guys for. So I'm going to go into my uh, second-to-last game because, yes, I again, I write the show sheet and I do whatever the hell I want. I am going to cover the Titans and the, uh, te- excuse me, the, Titans and the Steelers for you as well. But I'm going to go... I'm going to go Kansas City Chiefs. I am going to buy Damian Harris. Here's a little, little, little trivia question for you. When was the last time someone had 100 yards rushing whose name uh, – when was the last 100-yard rusher that the Patriots had? Do you know when? No, when? It's been, I, it's I, been I, I 18 don't. games. It was the AFC Championship game of the 2018 season when uh, Sony Michelle had 113 yards against Kansas City. Since that point – they have played 20 games without a 100-yard rusher. And Damian Harris had it in a losing effort. Uh, I'm selling Cam, and I'm holding McCole Hardman. If I can get some cheap McCole Hardman out there, I, I would certainly be willing. Um, there's some cap casualties coming in, in the forms of guys because starting next year, the big money Mahomes deal kicks in. And Sammy Watkins, even though he reworked his deal, he's going to rework his way out of town. And I'm excited to see more McCole Hardman in that offense. Uh, but I want to talk about selling Cam. And this is not about being anti-Cam. I, th- I think Cam's a, a, a fine guy, but you can cash in on his popularity. And you're probably not going to see him in week five. Then he has a bye. Then he has to play the number two versus the pass, San Francisco 49ers. Then he plays the Bills defense. Um, the Ravens are in there. The Chargers are in there who kept Mahomes in check. It's not the easiest schedule. And here's the thing. He had the one nuclear blow-up game against the Seattle Seahawks. But outside of that, he had 162 and 155. He's got two INTs and two TDs on the season. And for all that rushing that he was doing, he had 75 yards in Week 1, 47 in Week 2, 27 in Week 3. And we just talked about Damian Harris. How long before Cam has to make a business decision? Because he's going to be a free agent next year. How many times is he going to rush the ball 15, 11, 10 times? Is he going to keep crashing in there? He, he's looking for a long-term contract. He's looking for his last big deal. He's 31 years old. He'll be 32 in the offseason. And, and, and if New England wanted to re-sign him, they could. They're $71 million under next year's cap. His future's uncertain. His popularity is at all-time high. You're working with a short sample size, and too much, uh, uh, you know, uncertainty at a at a guy that if you got him in a startup, you got him late because you probably when you drafted him, he was unsigned, or you know he was potentially your QB three. So if you're not a contender. Man, you've got to try and move on Cam. Jerry, anything on Cam, anything on uh, Damian Harris or McCole Hardman before you give us your last game? I am with you on all of that. And I think the the point about Cam in the startup is the most true. So even if you are a contender, it probably means you're not entirely relying on him. You still probably have other options. And acquiring other things is also very good to do. Would you give up Cam? Uh, Before you go to your last game, would you give up Cam and a little plus to get a Josh Allen? Yeah. Would you give up Cam? It it, it could be a healthy plus, and I would give that up. Would you give up Cam straight up for Carson Wentz? Yeah. 
Okay, I'm, I just, just want to make sure where my evaluations was versus you. Fire off this last game, homie. Okay. The Arizona Cardinals and the Carolina Panthers. Um, uh, these ones were all – this was probably the easiest game for me to pick everything. I'm selling Kenyon Drake because I've been telling you I'm selling Kenyon Drake since, I don't know, last season when he arrived in Arizona. I'm holding DJ Moore because I'm not fucking stupid. Uh, and I'm buying Robbie Anderson because he's the one that's actually been productive in 2020. So here's the thing about Robbie Anderson. He escaped Adam Gase. And so he's actually a good wide receiver who is proving it consistently this year. But he still doesn't get that that cachet. He's the unsexy guy. He's the Devontae Parker that people didn't want to believe in last year. And so people just kept holding on to him and holding on to him and starting him and starting him. And he kept doing well. And that's what Robbie Anderson is. Um, Kenyon Drake, I don't, I don't know what more you want to see. I, I don't know. It, what is what does he do? Nothing. Does he do anything better than Chase Edmonds other than get more carries and still is barely more productive? I don't know. Kenyon Drake sucks. I'm sorry. There, there, there's going to be a game where he has a very big Joe Mixon style game like Joe Mixon just had. But overall, he's just he's not good and he's not a great asset to have and he's too much of a headache. DJ Moore. It's been bad. What do you want me to say? It, it, it's been bad. It's been frustrating. Go ahead. Well, I, I, I love you, but let me cut you off in the middle of your own rant. You're good. L- let me offer you a, a wide receiver, okay? Okay. Would you be interested in a wide receiver who is on pace for 128 targets? I would. For 1,152 yards? Absolutely. On 72 catches? Absolutely. That is the four-game pace that DJ Moore is on for the season. When you just look at it in a small microcosm of a four-game series where he's only had one game in the, in the 20s, you, you can c- tend to get butt hurt very quickly, especially seeing what Robbie Anderson has done. But I wanted to jump in here real quick because I, I did this with the Patreon, and I did this with a Patreon who was looking to sell DJ Moore cheap. Don't do that. You are making a fool's errand. Again, let me read those numbers just in case you didn't hear him up there in the cheap seats. Okay, he's on pace for 128 targets. That is seven less than his season last year. He's on pace for 72 catches. A little bit less than last year. Maybe his catch percentage can go up a little bit. And 1,152 yards. We wouldn't be having this DJ Moore conversation at all if he'd had a touchdown or two. Slow your roll. I didn't mean to jump in, but I wanted to share that with you because I had done that exercise earlier. You are you are one of the focal points of the DJ Moore love. So so I I'm always open to that. It's just it's something. I have seen so many people panicking about it. The dude's like 24. So let's say let's say he doesn't hit 1100 yards and he doesn't do all that good this year. I don't care. He's still going to be there. He's going to continue to get love. And even if he doesn't end up in Carolina when he's 26 or whatever he is, he's still a great asset to own. Stop thinking so short term. DJ Moore is a talented dude. And if this dude comes out and he does keep with this pace, granted, he's not going to hit his pace of zero touchdowns. And he goes for 1,100 yards. That's going to be back-to-back seasons of that. In his second and third year in the league, 
what do you think his value is going to do? You think his value is going to dip as bad as the narrative is right now on social media? Absolutely not. The man will still be an elite dynasty wide receiver. Chill. Listen, if it sucks right now, it, it, it'll suck and just, just hold on. That happens in this game. It, not everything is just rainbows and roses. It's it, it, There are struggles. It will be okay. Hold on to DJ Moore or buy DJ Moore. If someone has in your sleeper league has done the put DJ Moore on the trade block and you look and their record's one and three, you know they're pissed off at DJ Moore and you need to take that opportunity and you need to get DJ Moore. Yeah, if, if his downside, you know, like, like like they talk about like in stocks and uh, in some some contracts with, you know, the, they call it the downside guarantee. If his if his downside, if his worst is uh, 72 catches for 1152 and he might get a touchdown or two, I, I'm cool. I, I'm cool with that. I, I, I'm, I'm going to buy the talent, not the guy. Um, I'm going to cover Pittsburgh and Tennessee. They were supposed to play. There's been the whole COVID thing. Looks like Tennessee's going to open up camp on Wednesday, the day of this podcast dropping. So, so good stuff uh, all around. My buy is Deontay Johnson. My sell is Derrick Henry. Uh, again, uh, not enough PPR work. And then my, my hold is Jonu Smith. He could be a guy who, by the time the season ends, he could be in that top five or six tight ends of a dynasty startup in, in super flex tight end premium leagues. Uh, love, the, love the talent, and he is clearly – the, the second target. Uh, but I want to talk about Deontay Johnson. Uh, big, big fan. So th- he did miss part of a game with a concussion. He actually cleared concussion protocol on Tuesday the 6th. So good news there. He's averaging 12 targets a game. Jerry, 12. My, my man has caught 14 passes. Nine. Nine of those were for first downs. Big Ben is looking to him. Juju is an undrafted free agent in March. And here's the thing. You've seen Cooper Cup get locked up. You see Allen Robinson talking about an extension with the Bears. Uh, I said Cooper Cup, maybe Bob Woods. You know, both Bob Woods and Cooper Cup have been locked up. Juju? Juju's not been locked up. And you know why, Jerry? Probably because because Pittsburgh is projected to be $68 million over next year's cap number. They probably don't have the bread to sign Juju. But you know who they can't afford? Cheap-ass guy on a rookie deal on a non-first-round rookie pick, probably making sub-1 million bucks a year. And Deontay Johnson, oh, here's a little double bonus buy. Chase Claypool wasn't a huge fan coming out of Notre Dame, but he's shown flashes. And this is this is not an anti. It can be a pro Deontay Johnson and a pro Chase Claypool take without being an anti Juju take. I like Juju. I would I would love to see Juju wind up on a team again like the New York Giants, like the New York Jets, a team that really needs a good wide receiver for a young quarterback. But. When you're 68 million in the hole, and you know Juju's going to want that 17, 18 mil a year that Cooper Cup got, that Bob Woods got, and you ain't got it to give him. So that means Deontay is going to be the man sooner or later, whether you like it or not. Jerry, anything on Deontay Johnson on anybody from this game before we take this one in? I think that I think you nailed that one. Let's let's wrap this bad boy up. Well, there you go, guys. Um, just a, a word to the wise. When we do these buy-sell holds with a lot going on, we're going to give you the info. We normally try to keep these things to an hour, hour 10. This one's going to go into that hour and 40-ish minute range, but I, I think this one was one worth doing. Yes, we're going to cover all these games because this is Dynasty. 
This is the long game. This is the long pod. And when the conversation's flowing between me and my good man, Jerry, we're going to make it happen. Uh, speaking of make it happen, man, make it happen for our sponsors. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Viridian Global for all your Dynasty Warzone apparel merch needs. That's Viridian, V-E-R-I-D-I-A-N, ViridianGlobal.com. Check out all the gear from all the pods over there, as well as the homies at The Hate Brand Goods. Uh, that's the H V I I I dot com. Check it out. A nice pair of black joggers. I, Jerry, I'm gonna I, one of these days on the on the YouTube. I'm gonna stand up and I'm gonna show the logo. But you can also go to my personal Instagram. Really in the stories more than the posts. I tend to do more stories. You'll actually see me in the gym wearing these fine shorts. So uh, Jerry, unless you've got anything else on the way out for these fine people. Nope, just uh, do what the homies at the Hate Brand Goods tell you, and that is just kick today in the dick, and let's have some fun, man. Let's have some fun, man. Going into week five, the bye weeks are upon us. Don't make bad moves. If you want that trade reviewed like we did for Frank, go to your podcast review platform. You know, Stitcher's got one, iTunes, Podbean. Leave us a five-star in the comments. You can leave your trade, or you can email us your trade at DynastyWarzone at Gmail, and we'll hook you up. But on behalf of Mr. Jerry, the man of the hour, the man with the power, I am Memphis. And remember, here at the Dynasty War Zone, we are just looking to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll see you back here real soon. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Hey, fellow War Zone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty fantasy football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what. Well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. The member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the, uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds tons of fun the fire in there is amazing great platform to post trade questions debate rookie values share insight interact with some cool people from across the globe you know shout out to those guys in australia they're blowing my phone up all the time you know the best part is there's no twitter trolls or facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about so uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more win those championships pause the podcast right now sign up and you can thank me later in the group chat